You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strict Anonymous, me at Cartoon Therapy. I don't really do any social media. It's not really good. So I don't know why I keep saying that. I think it's just like habit. I don't know what else to say if I don't say follow me on Twitter. <laughs> um, if you want to, oh, if you haven't subscribed to my show, subscribe. If you want to write a review, write a review. Or if you can write a review, write a review. They really help the show. If you want to be on the show, this is a call and advice show where I talk to total strangers about their secret lives, about their naughty lives, about their problems. If you need advice, I like to give advice. I'm not a professional, but I give unprofessional advice. If you want to be on the show, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you want to talk to me and talk about all those things that I just talked about, you could talk about. (laughs) <laughs> my show, but you don't want me to air the episode. I offer consulting. I charge $200 for that. It's about an hour, hour and a half that you get to talk to me for. If you want to do that, send me an email at strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Uh, today, I want a guy named Mark who's into wrestling. That's a new fetish. I've never had somebody on that's into wrestling. I've had some guys talk about it a little bit, but never somebody where that's like the main topic. And I, I feel like it's, it's probably going to be one of those fetishes were or those episodes were after I, I air it I get a lot of emails from a lot of guys and saying that they're into that too uh he like I said he's into wrestling he's into pantyhose he's into pantyhose and wrestling and uh this is something that he is something that he's put out there uh, in his relationships most people have turned it shot it down so every now and then he lives out his fantasy in real life but he was like wondering if that's like actually considered cheating because i think he's looking he wishes he could live it out more but he's he's more of basically he's not more basically he is like a monogamous guy and doesn't really he tries to hold it back as much as possible uh but we talk about you know when the wrestling fetish started for him how he got his rocks off in the early days and while he was single and what he's done while he's married. And we also talk about like how he could bring this fetish into his marriage with his current wife and uh, get her into it maybe. Um, so, and also at the end, he sort of puts a shout out to anyone that's into wrestling as well that he'd love to sort of talk to them. If you're uh, into it and want to get in touch with him and talk to, you know, a like-minded person, uh, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com and I'll send it to him. But anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Mark. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Oh, hey, Mark. Welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. So you wrote in and like, I know that your whole sort of email had a question like uh you like to do a certain thing you have a certain fetish and you want to know whether it was quote-unquote cheating right and the thing that you're into and it's a little bit more than this right but sort of the the bigger pictures you're into wrestling women wrestling right I don't know how much like from your email I don't know how much you engage in this or how many times you've done this while you've been married I don't you know I don't know if you're asking about actually doing it if it's cheating or if you're into it that it's cheating right like I mean what is the exact question is it cheating if you wrestle with a woman yeah yeah exactly and you're getting hard and you're pre-coming and all those things that you said in your email 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. You know, just getting excited. It's uh, to me, it's the, it's the turn on of just wrestling somebody, um, you know, a female, and just being uh, dominated by her in a way. Yeah. So this is what I was like when I read your email. I was like, you know, I'd love to sort of talk about that question in the beginning of the podcast before I hear your whole story. Give my opinion of whether it's cheating or not, and then listen to your whole story and then see if my I have the same answer. Do you know what I mean? Because I think sometimes it's really easy to make assumptions or to judge a situation by a sentence, right? Like, and just say, yeah, it's fucking cheating and it's wrong, right? But then you sometimes you hear the whole story and maybe you feel different because things taken out of context, right? Or it could be misconstrued, right? So I would say personally, like as far as cheating is concerned, that like – yeah, it's wrestling and you're not putting your dick inside her, right? But if you're getting hard and you're coming and it's like, it is a sexual act. It doesn't matter. I wouldn't think that it matters that, you know, there isn't the typical sexual acts being performed, but it is a sexual act because you're getting hard, right, by it. So I would say it's no different than if they, these girls were blowing you, right? But I don't, I don't know. I have to hear the whole story because I couldn't really tell how much you do this behind your wife's back is this something that you like how long have you been married well i've been uh, married uh, for about 10 years now mm-hmm. and how long you've been with your wife total uh it's been 12 years total um i, I was married previously and uh you know what i've what i've done in the past with this is like i'm one of those people that like once i'm committed and i'm married um, I usually kind of turn it off, mm-hmm. um, but it's still there in the back of my mind. And so in listening to your podcast, and I, I just kind of had to ask the question. And, and, and Why? Because you just, feel like you want to do it and you just don't like. So is it like you don't do it because you feel like it's cheating, but you want to make sure that you're right? Because if I would say or you would maybe come to the conclusion it's not cheating, you'd go and do it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you could say that in a way, yeah. correct. I think you're, so, so have you not done it in, while you've been married in your two marriages because you feel like it's not the right thing? So I've done it probably like two or three times. Right. Um, during, during my marriages. Um, and it's usually because it, it, it just overwhelms you know, the feeling to want to do it just is overwhelming and, you know, I can't help myself in a way. Um, right. Like, it's like, like you I'm get very pent doing... up, right? And then you have to, because you're thinking about it and you're keeping it in your head, but you're engaging in fantasies of it, right? So much that eventually you have to like, just go do it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, let me ask and, you, after you, you have know, done it those couple of times, Afterwards, like the minute you're done, do you feel like, oh my God, what did I do? And feel guilty for a little bit, or do you, are you okay with it? Uh, it's a little bit of both. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I feel a little, a little guilty, but then I also convince myself, like, all right, I'm, I'm not, you know, you know, I'm, just, I'm not taking my dick in her, you know, I'm not getting, getting a blow job or a hand job or anything. So, to me, it, it doesn't feel like it exactly so i'm right. i'm okay with that mm-hmm. and that's usually you know what happens you know like most of the time i just it, it, the feeling is a little bit there at first and then it kind of goes away what the guilt and then you get then you rationalize it right the way you sort of see it in your brain and then you release it and then you're okay and then you could like not do it for a while because i mean you've been married 10 yeah, years exactly. and you say you've just done it like i mean what, three times the most or four times while you've been married? And I'm assuming that maybe it's not all within this marriage. Did you do it sometimes in the other? Like, is that three or four times in both of your marriages? Yeah, yep, yeah. And I was married for five years previously. So, yeah, about three or four times in that, you know, 15-year That's year not span. bad at all. Um, but I've done it, like, you know, times when I wasn't married, um, even just dating or with somebody. Um, I've probably done... Couple of dozen times. Let me ask you this. Let's go back a little bit. Like, when did you realize that you were into the whole wrestling thing? And then I want to know where you meet girls to wrestle with. Like, if there's some sort of underground panty 
hose wrestling, you know, community. I don't know. <laughs> Where did, when did you get into it first though? Let's just figure out when you, like, I want to hear when you figured out that you were into this fetish. All right. Um, so, um, I'm in my, uh, my late forties and I probably got into it. Oh, I, I was probably a young 14, 15 years old. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I was at the time just a young boy and, you know, like, uh, everything else was wa- watching things like, uh, wrestling on TV, regular WWE, uh, or WWF at the time, you know, Hulk Hogan and all of that stuff. And then, uh, one time, I, I think it was like one of the WrestleManias when they had, you know, a women's wrestling match and I'm sitting there watching the match and, and I'm getting hard from watching the match. So I'm like, Oh, this is interesting that I'm getting hard watching women wrestle. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, so back then, you know, before the internet and everything, you know, you'd go to the corner drugstore or whatever, and they'd have wrestling magazines. So you'd read the wrestling magazines for the articles and stuff, and then like, toward <laughs> the back of the magazine, yeah. they would have, you know, different ads on like what they call apartment wrestling, like women wrestling other women. Oh, uh, and, and you could go see it. It was like an event. And, it, it was like, yeah, it was like a little ad for a company that would be selling videos of oh, women videos. wrestling. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah. So you would, uh, I would, you know, at that time I was like, oh, let me check it out. Get something sent to me, uh, you know. And at the time it's like, oh, women wearing bra and panties and wrestling and wrestling one another and, you know, cat fighting and ripping off clothes. Uh, and I was like sexually aroused from it and, you know, at that time, I was keeping all the flyers and, you know, using them as <laughs> material to jerk off, off to, right. uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so, grow, you know, in my adolescent years, you know, um, you know, through middle school, high school, I'd be jerking off to like women wrestling or, you know, you'd, you'd watch shows at the time and, you know, you'd, you'd see a, ma- a part like like the movie Stripes, like when the part where they're wrestling in the in the mud pit, and, uh-huh. you know, the women would be wrestling and kind of a turn on. So you'd end up watching that movie and rewinding that part back and forth it over and over again in your head. Um, or you'd see something like a old Wonder Woman episode where, you know, she's fighting with a guy. Uh, so those kind of things would turn me on and, you know, get me to, to jerk off. And then uh, as I then found out it's like some of these women that do some of the apartment wrestling would also wrestle guys. So it would be called like, they would call that mixed wrestling. You know, so when a guy and a girl wrestle each other right? and I would get all into like at that time, you know, you get, you know, once again, it was before internet. So you get the flyers in the mail and it'd be this description that was like three or four paragraphs long describing the video and, you know, Jim, you know, rushes Tracy and Tracy pins him down. And, you know, you see the oh, whole this is like erotic you know, the story di- the dialogue. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. was like a whole erotic story behind the video that they were selling. And then, you know, you purchase a couple of the videos and, you know, I would hide them. You know, you had those drop ceilings in your basement. And <laughs> oh, you, you mean the you squares the that you could just there. put it out? Hilarious. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, that was kind of like my forbidden or my, my porn stash in a way. Um, and then as I got older, um, like I said, I found like where these women would uh, also wrestle guys. So at the time, uh, there was this like, not a book, but it was almost like a flyer slash magazine kind of thing where it would have different ads for women uh, around the country that would wrestle guys. Oh, okay. So, so this is like you could go in person and actually be wrestled with. Like you could wrestle with them. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. That's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 
420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So there was like nothing near me or anything, so that I wasn't fortunate enough to have anybody nearby, but you know, I would look at the, you know, the, the independent papers or, you know, the the sex papers that they had and, and look for anybody that would do any kind of wrestling. I think I met up once or twice with like uh, a different dominatrix or two that would try it out. But they they were regular wrestlers or people that would do wrestling. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think I'm, I think on my 21st birthday, I finally got up the nerve and, uh, decided to treat myself and went into New York City uh, for the day. And uh, I met a woman out there who sets up wrestling matches with other women in her apartment. And I, I had, like, the time of my life, like, wrestling somebody. But wait, it, so tell it, me how that all couple. goes down. Because I live in New York, so I could be, you know, across the street, someone could be doing this shit. And I, <laughs> I want to know. Like, I, like so you, so I'm assuming she advertised on Craigslist or something. You find her. She says, I do wrestling with other women in this apartment. Now, I know that you want to wrestle, too. So is this something that you sign up for that you're going to go and watch her wrestle someone else? Or you signed up for her, those two girls to wrestle with you? Like, what is it that you were going to do? Uh, I was signing up to uh, go and have that uh, that girl wrestle with me. Okay. So she would she would wrestle me down and get me in different pens and different pins. Um, but wait, when you get to her uh, house, I just want to like sort of pick apart the story and just hear the whole thing. I, I need a visual. So sure. you you get to her apartment. Is she hot? What is she wearing? How old is she? Is does she have a mud pit in her house? Like, what is the deal? Oh, um, well. So well, I'll back up a second and say that like back then it was all done like through mail. So like the person I reached out to that had the ad and this. Is- I think it was called Amfem, this little book. Oh, okay, or right, right, right. Duh, it's like um, so long ago, yeah. So, yeah, so I I mailed her, and she would mail me back a list of, like, the different girls that she had with pictures of the girls, mm-hmm. you know, uh, kind of saying, okay, here's Lady Godiva, she's 5'8", you know, 160, blonde hair, and she's more into fantasy-type wrestling, uh, here's another one. She's more into a competitive type wrestling. Um, and so I kind of like would pick out the girl that I wanted to wrestle, set up the date and time. What did you like? I what would... did you pick? Like, what was your thing that you were into specifically? Mine, I was more into <laughs> what they I called like, I call it the TNA kind of wrestling where it's just more of, I'm looking for the beauty. It's just an act. Somebody who is kind of like that girl next door kind of look. Um, isn't competitive. I'm not looking for like a bodybuilder type woman yeah. that doesn't turn me on. Um, somebody who is, uh, you know, the girl next door that you could just wrestle. Um, so super so hot, good looking, so, good body, feminine. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Who wouldn't? What guy? What, what guy wouldn't want to wrestle with that girl? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. So uh, the first, so the first time I went down to New York and. Uh, so she had given me her address, uh, this uh, woman, and I went and met her up at her apartment. Uh, I walked in, you know, it was typical apartment building. I can't tell you if it was like east side, west side, because it was so long ago. Yeah, that's remember. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she, we sat down and talked. Uh, she said, okay, the girl that I've got for you, she, uh, she'll be joining us shortly. Uh, and we just talked about, you know, what I was into and everything and what I expected out of a match and, you know, and any rules, you know, no, you know, no sexual acts of any kind or anything, you know, that it's just uh, fun, uh, fun wrestling. How much, uh, how much was this experience going to cost? How much did it cost? Uh, I think at the time then it, it was like probably like 150 hundred dollars. That's a lot for back an then. Hour session. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. For back then? Yeah. <laughs> that was like uh what, early nineties. Yeah. And uh so uh 
Yeah, well, then there would be a knock. There was a knock at the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, the girl that I had picked out would show up. Was she good? She I mean, was she herself. what you thought you you wanted? Like, was she that yeah, oh, girl next door hot? Yeah, yeah. This girl was like, oh, she had to be like uh, at least like five, six, five, seven, blonde hair, um, average build, um, big boobs, and. Um, down to earth mm-hmm. um, so she would so she goes and changes up uh, into an outfit to a wrestling outfit and I get down pretty much to to my uh, to my shorts and you know the the promoter or the person that set it up she excuses herself out of her room and she has laid down some pads in the middle of her living room and uh, we just started wrestling on the floor then. Uh, it was my first time, so it was like, you know, the, the moves and everything that I had read about and seen in the videos of starting to actually act out and portray and, and do, and it was all excellent fantasy in my head, and it was just a, a great time all in all. Um, you know, at the end, you know, she had got me in this scissor hold where she wraps her legs around my head and twisted me down and, you know, sat up on my chest with her crotch in my face you know, pinning me down, and it was, you know, totally turned on. I mean, uh, probably a good 30, 40 minutes into the match, I'm, I'm like, exploding in my shorts because I'm so oh. turned on. And that's a long time to be having, it. like, sort of physical contact with a woman, very close, right, and intimate, because she's not wearing mm-hmm. much, right? And you're, like, literally, like, skin on skin, right? For 45 minutes, I think a lot of people would be able to, would get to that point where they would, were going to explode, right? I mean, it is kind of like, if you think about it, maybe people that are feeling the same way I am, like you, maybe you never thought of this would be hot, right? But listening to it now, you're like, yeah, duh. Like, of course that's going to be hot, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Right, exactly. It was, uh, it was total dream come true, fantasy, uh, fulfilled, and from there it just kind of took off. I mean, I uh, ended up going to New York and meeting up with other women in her stable, you could say, and her, yeah. on her list uh, probably like another good two or three more times over the next couple of years. Um, and then I ended up uh, moving to another area of the country that uh, once again was was a lot further away from New York and uh, it, it really wasn't anything that was close by again. So I was kind of like in another situation where I was kind of like out of luck. Um, right. I actually even put like I was single at the time living alone in an apartment and I even put an ad in like one of those, it was way before Craigslist. So one of those uh, sex papers, you know, saying what I was looking for and stuff. And, you know, I think I got one reply from a lonely housewife who was looking to use wrestling as uh, as a as a weight loss method as well. So she was a little um, heavier set and stuff. Oh. I think I wrestled her once or twice. How was uh, it? And it was it was all right. It was all right. It was yeah. fun. Um, but once again, it wasn't like somebody who did it regularly or wasn't like into the whole fantasy of it. So right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was some uh, some downtime for a few years there, but then. You know, the internet started exploding. You started having, um, you know, the the different pages and stuff that, of things that, uh, like, ads on, on, you know, the porn on, on the web. And people would start, you know, advertising on there. And, and that's where you start learning about, you know, there's different women and they do travel uh, to other places. You know, maybe they go to this major city and they're there for two or three days and they're taking sessions and, you know, they they move on to another uh, city and so on and so forth. So it it became almost like an industry of its own again. It's called session wrestling where, you know, these, these, you know, some of them are former dominatrix that have gone into wrestling and they just travel around. Yeah. And I met up with, uh, probably a good, uh, half a dozen or so of them, you know, that would travel through. I mean, there were a lot more women that would travel through, but, you know, ones that, you know, I was attracted to and wanted to wrestle, you know, they're not as many as, like, that there are, like, fitness babes or right. uh, bodybuilder types. 
Well, let me you ask know, you I, this: I when they're traveling, wait, when they're traveling around, where do you wrestle them? In their hotel rooms? Do they rent a, a, a place that you could go to? Where Where do you set this up? Or where is it done? Well, they usually get like a hotel room. They'll get something that is like, you know, some of them will get like, uh, like a sweet type of thing. Right, so one room they could move have, things around. Yeah, exactly. And others may just get like a, a, a room with like a big king-size bed and you wrestle up on the bed. Oh, okay, you know, cool. And then and you put the pillows on the side so you don't hit your head against like the, uh, the, the, end, the nightstands and stuff like that. Okay, um, so go on. You were telling, you so, were yeah. getting something else. Yeah, go on. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, one time I wrestled somebody who was like a bodybuilder type. And uh, she, like, did squats with me. <laughs> and put me on her shoulders and did squats and stuff. And I was like, okay, this is interesting, but it wasn't a turn-on for me. So I That's knew so at, that, at that time, I was like, yeah, bodybuilder girls were, were my type. It wasn't oh what I was into. But it's it, funny that but, you're like, this is interesting, but it's not a turn-on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So it is what it is. Um, there are also a lot of guys who are into the wrestling that also like to be then into the, the foot fetish. You know, they'll get wrestled and then like to get smothered by a woman's feet and everything. And you also, I'm though, more, what you have is added to the wrestling is a pantyhose, right, fetish? I do. Yeah, I do. I do like I like a, a woman, like I said, the, the girl next door type. I like the the wrestling, like her, and not getting into like a wrestling outfit, like a bikini or anything. I, I almost like them all natural, like and something like like frilly, almost like lacy and lingerie type. You know, hose is a, definitely a big turn on for me. Um, one time I wrestled somebody, and she had like fishnets. And like when you get squeezed between somebody's thighs and they're wearing fishnets and they leave the impression of fishnet stockings on your cheeks um, from squeezing your head, um, it was kind of a, a turn on as well. Um, and now could you put in yeah, those requests or did you just happen to have your wrestling girls show up in that or is that something you could request ahead of time? Well, you would, uh, yeah, you could request ahead of time to see that that would be something of interest that they would accommodate for. Right. Um, some others are strictly like, no, I only wrestle in a swimsuit or a bikini. Um, others would do brown panties. Um, you know, some would do topless, but I'll be honest with you. I mean, the, the topless doesn't attract me as much as like having something there and not knowing. It's yeah, yeah like I that got that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would get into... I started to, like as maturing on. I started getting into wanting to wrestle a woman. He was either wearing hose or something silky or lingerie, or you know the whole fantasy act, you know the role play part of it. You know, coming in wearing something dressed, you know, say, you know, playing the part of you know you're all dressed up. You're coming home, you know, from a night out, and you know I'm a burglar going through your panty drawer, and you wrestle me down and you know, humiliate me and you're getting undressed as you're wrestling me slowly removing your dress and then wrestling me down in brown panties and there's that word I, now I remember you use the word humiliate you like for women to humiliate you I remember that in your email now would it, it, it humiliate you in what way with like their words like telling like you know what specifically is does that mean to you or like how does that play out in your fantasy the, the humiliation aspect of it so I definitely get turned on by the wordplay a little bit in regards to like the whole role play part of it. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, showing showing that verbal domination. But um, with the wrestling, um, I, I get turned on by the fantasy part of it being uh, the different moves. So, you know, there's a head scissor, which is just a squeezing of the head. Right. Uh, there's a schoolboy pin where they're pinning you down, sitting on your chest with your knees on your shoulders and their crotch in your face. But then from there, they move up to, say, a full face set where they're plopping their face on your, their ass on your face, you know, or maybe they're wrapping their, their legs around your leg like a pretzel and stretching backwards and burying your face in their tits and smothering you in their breasts. So that kind of humiliation where you're being humiliated by, you know, the feminine part of a woman. You know, uh-huh. you're being wrestled down, 
And then they're showing you, hey, these are my women parts, and my women parts are stronger and better than your man parts. Right, interesting. Uh huh. Yeah. So that's the kind of humiliation factor that I enjoy is kind of like the, the whole face sitting and the... Uh, I guess the that's what, you know, I never realized what is underneath that fetish, right? I've seen it, right? I know it exists, and I guess that's what it is. I would have never put it together like that's a humiliating kind of act, right? But I, now that you explain it, I get that that's how people would take it and that's what people would be turned on by it for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so it's, um, from there, like I said, it, was, it progressed with the whole, you know, the outfit um, and the whole role play. But then I also started exploring, like, well, maybe I wanted to wrestle a woman uh, like I was a woman, you know. So I uh, explored that a couple of times, you know, where I would wear pantyhose and she would wear pantyhose. That's an interesting together. twist that happens. I mean, were you even sort of surprised that you Thought, felt that way and that came up or did you have feelings about that in yourself like way earlier well it was always one of those things like when I would uh, the early part of wrestling when I would be wrestling these women and they would be wearing clothes and it was just you know they wrapped their heads around their, their legs around me and I would just feel their legs it was such a turn on to feel their silky legs and uh, being squeezed by them um, that you know, like when I wasn't wrestling with somebody and I wanted to jerk off, the feeling of that pantyhose, you know, felt really cool. So it was just kind of like the feel of them. And where would you get those pantyhose? Um, like, did you, did you, was this uh, like a, because it was obviously, I'm assuming, a secret thing. Would you, were you stealing your mom's at the time you were so young or were you going and buying them yourself or ordering them in the mail? Like, how did you have pantyhose on hand to jerk off to? Yeah, well, it wasn't. It was uh, when I was much older. When I got into it, I was uh-huh. probably like at that point in time, probably into my thirties at that time. And you know, it was just go down to CVS, but I would right. go, I wouldn't go to like the corner pharmacy, like around the corner from me. I'd probably go like on the other side of town or something. Right. So you it know, wasn't something uh, that you dabbled in. Went like I mean, the whole pantyhose thing and wearing them, and it, that wasn't something that was started early on. It sort of progressed, like you said because you mm-hmm. started wrestling with those girls and then you realized you were into it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And and then one time uh, I had a match with a, a with a girl who had come into town and I'd wrestled with her once or twice before and had a really, really great time with her. Um, but I asked her, I said, would you be into having a cat fight with me where I would dress up as a, as a girl and, you know, we would, play out like a the role play of like a girl girl cat fight uh-huh. uh, where you could rip off the clothes off of me and stuff and, do you want to still be know, dominated would, in that situation are you still the sub in that cat fight yeah i was still the sub in that cat fight uh-huh. um so yeah i still want to be dominated um but it was just uh it, it was again it was like the whole the role play part of it the, the feeling of you know, feeling that that silkiness and the, you know, the, yeah, the whole the humiliation, right, of being to, dominated by yeah. her, even as a woman. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It was, it was the whole the whole fantasy of it came was just incredible. So I went, you know, went to the local thrift store, got some women's clothing, um, was able to get some, you know, bra panties kind of stuff, and you know. Um, met up with her and you know we did the whole thing where we, she just you know kind of ripped the blouse off of me and then threw me down and then ripped you know the skirt I had on off and you know was pinning me down and you know was humiliating me and, you know all of that was just it played into the whole fantasy and, and it was just yeah incredible uh-huh now, so let me ask me, you this, because like, you get so close with these women, right? And I, like, I'm assuming because the first lady you said said, like, you know, listen, there's she gave you the rules and regulations up front. Like, there's no touching. There's no sexual acts. I'm assuming that all these other times that you're with these women, that is always something that they put out there, right? And an understood kind of rule of the wrestling fantasy thing. You're hiring this woman. It's not going any further, right? Or, or, or are there times where these girls, like, are, like, 
open to do other things for more money like you know what I mean or is it always like these are girls that are like listen this is the deal we're gonna wrestle and I'm gonna put my pussy in your face but like you can't do anything like nothing's gonna be done further yeah exactly yeah there's definitely ground ground rules that you uh, it's definitely no there's no sexual act don't expect you know a talking about that at the end <laughs> right. um there, there's there's none of that. I mean, there have been, you know, where I've asked, you know, you know, getting into a wrestling match, you know, do you mind if, uh, you know, if I squeeze your boob or, you know, I would never grab your crotch or anything, but, you know, like during the, during the rolling around, uh, are you opposed to me, you know, twisting your nipple or, or doing that? And some, some clearly say, you know, there's absolutely no touching there. And others are like, it's okay as long as it's not something hard uh, and, you know, rough. And, and so it's, it depends on who you ask. And yeah. Like right. Each it, girl is different. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if you've ever had those experiences where you're with a girl and she like offers to give you a happy ending, right? Like, but, you know, for more <laughs> cash. I don't know. Yeah. Most of the time, I would say that by that time, you know, just lots of times I'm just getting off. Uh, you already came, right? Of, yeah, it is exactly. actually a good I'm thing like, for a girl. Sorry to cut you off. I cut people off all the time. It is a good thing oh, for okay. a girl that wants to make money, right? Like, I, you know, if you think about like all these sort of things that women do for cash with guys, right? Like they're escorts or they're stripping or that, you know, it's not so bad, right? If you're doing the wrestling because, like, you know you don't these girls like most of the guys are probably like you i would say right like that it's if you're into wrestling that's the turn on you don't need anything more right so you're not the guy that's in the masseuse parlor that you know needs to be jerked off afterwards right it's like you're the wrestling is enough to get you off do you is it okay to and i'm i'm assuming the answer is yes but like is it okay in a given that you're gonna ejaculate during this process um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely. expected, I, I, right? Like these girls know, like you're not allowed to touch them or anything, but you're going to come. Yeah, I think uh, for the most part, it's, it's kind of one of those unworded things that, you know, it's just kind of expected. But you're not touching really... your dick. It's not like you have to jerk off for that. I mean, like, you, you, and you're not taking your pants off, right? No, no. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not. Right. No, no. Most, yeah, most, most definitely understand. You know, most usually say do you, you know, if you're in a like a hotel room meeting up with somebody, they usually, you know, offer you a face cloth or whatever to clean up when you're getting, you know, when the match is over and you're getting dressed and stuff. Right. Interesting. Uh huh. So they know that this is yeah. going to complete that way, but most guys are not going to ask for anything more because that's what, if you're into wrestling, that's what's going to get you off. It's just like those, all those aspects that you're talking about. I mean, exactly. 45 minutes, exactly. an hour, these sessions last a long time. That's a lot of foreplay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, most of the time, you know, when you get into the to the whole, at first, like when I first started, it'd be like, okay, I want a more semi-competitive match that turns to fantasy. So, like, the first half hour, you're actually trying. You know, you're trying to pin the other person. Yeah. And then maybe the last half hour is, like, all humiliation. Right. You know, now it's like <laughs> the older I am, it's like, yeah, let's just get right to the <laughs> to the humiliation part, like five minutes into the match. <laughs> oh, interesting. The match. <laughs> but wait, so somewhere yeah. along this line, you meet your first wife and you marry her, right? So now you decide to put this fetish in the closet, right? And like not do it. You're like, because you said like you could turn it off, right? But at some point, it sort of drives you to go back out there and do it behind her back? Yeah, so, yeah, so it's like, even, like, before my first marriage, like, even with, like, girlfriends that I had for, yeah. for long periods of time, um, I would be with somebody for, like, a long time before I would slowly kind of bring up, like, hey, I have this fetish, what do you think of it? It's wrestling, you know, and I'd get the whole, like, puzzled look on their faces, like, what is that? That's, not something that I would be into. At least and, you tried, though. Right. Like, you would bring it up? That's pretty cool and open yeah. of you. Yeah. Yeah. Not like, not with somebody, like, right away. I mean, of it course. would be with somebody for maybe, like, a year or so before I bring it up. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, I never... Uh, Everyone always shot know, it down? That, 
<laughs> yeah, I would say so, definitely. Yeah, my first uh, first marriage, it was like, okay, it was shot down, and I was like, once I was married, I was like, okay, then I have to be faithful. I can't be doing this. Um, but the interesting part is like when you get when I would get really really stressed out or something, it was easy to just go back to the porn, you know, to my wrestling board and to jerk off and stuff. Right, because it then, just like, like takes you out of your life, right? It's just like a relief, ex- escape, an escape. Exactly, a big escape. Yeah. And it was the same thing, like, you know, if there was a really, really, you know, dramatic event or whatever where I just needed a bigger escape, that's what I would, you know, look and see, okay, who's traveling or who's out there? Maybe I'll meet up with somebody and uh, do a match. Um, an in-person match. And that would be the, those are the times where I talk about like the, the handful of times where I've done it, where I've been married. It's usually um, a big stressful time in my life and it's just my outlet for escaping reality. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you get so into it and it really takes you out of your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you spent your whole life, like this has been the number one fantasy in your, you know, forever since like you know early on right so of course it would be the the greatest escape right i mean like people use all different things to sort of get out of themselves during stressful times and stuff you know and i think that's why people like oh sexual addiction doesn't exist well anything could be you could become addicted to anything you know and not to say that listen just because you do it a couple times in your life when you're stressed out that it's an addiction, right? That's not what it means. It means that the people that are doing it all the time in an addiction is very different than the person that does it once in a blue moon just because they're stressed out. You know, everyone needs to fucking forget about life sometimes when things are really difficult, right? Like, and what do you do? You went there and then, you know, you just, you said you just cheated a couple times on that wife, right? Then your relationship ends. Now with this current wife, right? How, how many times have mm-hmm. you done it? With, well, first of all, did you bring it up with her? And how did she feel about it? Did you, I, I'm assuming she shot it down, too? Uh, she shot it down, but not, like, right away or anything. She wanted to understand it. Um, she um, she asked me to, you know, to see some videos of it, you know, and to try to understand it. And um, it still wasn't, like, her thing. I think she is... Uh, more of a sub as well, like I am. So, like, you have two subs, and there's no one to really play that dominant role. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it uh, it just wasn't going to be something that I brought up again. But she wasn't, she's not opposed to, hey, we all have stressful times. You need to go check out some porn and jerk off. You know, you almost expect that. Yeah. In a way. Of course. I, I don't know. I don't so understand these women that think that it a man is never going to look at even a woman. Like, I mean, what is the big deal? I don't know, but some people really have a, I mean, I get it. If like your guy is, or girl is like, just, you know, watching porn for 10 hours a day, every day, that's a problem, you know, but yeah, every yeah now no, and then. no, and that, that's been the, the good part about my marriage now is that, you know, I have that. Okay. If I get stressed out, I can always go just release. Right. Um, but then it's like, you know, I, I, I think, yeah, there was like a, you know, death of my father at one point where I was like, uh, I needed to escape after, you know, a couple months and stuff. And, you know, I went and had a session with somebody. Right. Because um, you really, it was a really uh, an extreme situation, right? Like you had, a, it was your, your father had died. And I think most men always yeah. process it a couple months later, never right away. That's just like <laughs> when it hits you, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, so that that led me to like recently, like just started listening. Podcast came across your podcast, listening to some guys with uh, pantyhose fetishes, um, and thinking, okay, that's slightly similar to what I was in, but I'm more into the wrestling. Love to get uh, hear what others out there are experiencing, and then also just ask that question that I asked you with the email was like the whole. You know, is it is it cheating if you're not, you know, if you're not having intercourse? And like you even said earlier, um, you know, a girl, you know, why wouldn't she want to do like something like this where it's not sex work in a way? I, I guess I don't think of it as sex work. Is it sex work? Is it not sex work? 
You know, yes, it is. I think it, but what, that's why I put like all the other kind of set, things that would be maybe considered in the same category in there, right? There's different degrees of it, you know, right? The girl that's wrestling with the guy that's getting hard is different than the girl that's blowing the guy that's hard, right? But it is still, you know, it is a still, these girls know you're coming. These girls know you're getting hard. These girls are, you know, bringing you to the point of release. It's no different than the girl that's doing the happy ending, right? It's just, but I think like it, that's why I said like, you know, if you have to, if you wanted to do sex work, it's not such a bad thing to do. It's, you know, it's like, uh, if I, if someone told me you have to do sex work, right? I would be like, I'll be a foot <laughs> fetish model or I'll do something like this, right? Because then you're not really sort of engaging with men that you don't want to maybe fucking real life. I don't know, you know? Um, so right. that's what I mean. But it's still, I consider it still a sexual act. Like, I think, you know, for you with the cheating thing you know it it could be you know it could be a conversation that you have with your wife I think most women would think it's cheating still because you are going you are getting hard you are having an orgasm right and you are having a another woman's body parts all over you, right? Like she's her fucking badges on your face or tits are in your face. Yes, you might have clothes on, but I don't know. I, I don't think most women would want, you know, unless it was all, you know, sort of talked out and accepted that this is okay. I know that you want this and stuff, but like, you know, that they would want that going on without them knowing. So if they found out that you did it, they would be like, what the fuck? Like that would be considered like, oh my God, I found my guy cheating. He was doing this wrestling thing, you know? Yeah. But I feel yeah. like, you know, when was the last time you did it, by the way? Oh, uh, probably like three years ago. Mm -hmm. And you've been okay yeah. with, I mean, it's just something that you fantasize now. Is Are you getting to a point again where you feel like you have to go do it in real life or how are you feeling about it? Um, you know, I still occasionally peek over and to check to see who's traveling and who's going, you know, who's coming to the area, you, you know, in my area, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, uh, you know, it's still kind of, you know, it's that whole taboo thing of like, oh, uh, she's somebody I've seen in different films, uh, different matches. She'd be interesting. Maybe, maybe not. Should I, should I not? And then like it'll pass and the time will go by and then it'll be like, okay. I got, I got, I got over that hump. It's kind of like having a, you know, being a cigarette smoker and you've got to just do something during that craving part, you know, to get your mind off of it. Yeah, no, that's smart. That's and, the uh, way to sort, it's just like, don't feed it. Like you feel it, right? But you just don't sort of act upon how you feel, right? And that is the best way to sort of not do, you know, something that you don't want to do. I mean, I've quit a lot of things, right? And that's how it starts off. Like, you know, you get these f feelings that you really want to do it, whether it's smoking or drinking or fucking someone that you don't want to fuck anymore. You know what I mean? Like you just, and no matter how much you want to do it, you just, you just don't, you know, when that feeling, like you said, it goes away and you feel like, okay, like I got through that time of that pull isn't there anymore because you didn't, you feed into it, right? And that is how you've managed to really keep this at bay. You know, you're not crazy, but, you know, I get that in times of being super stressed out, like when you had a death in your family of someone close to you and stuff like that, that, you know, you wouldn't be able to not go there, right? You know, and that's when people right. of any that are quitting anything, like that's the time that people a lot of times have a relapse, right? The alcoholic drinks again or something because, you know, in that moment they just, it's like, fuck it, you know, it's just, it's too much. So you reach for the thing that, you know, is, will take you away, right? Those are the times that it's harder not to do that thing, that you want to do that you know is not right, right? And most people could, un I could, as an addict, and I'm not saying you're an addict, but like, you know, in those situations as an addict, I could understand that that's the time 
because I know how that feels. Do you know what I mean? And in times of intense sort of trouble, that's the easiest thing to go to. I am a very, I have like really powerful willpower. Like I'm a, like a great fucking quitter. So I, you know, even in my times of the worst, I, I am able to not go to any of my vices, but I get that most people do, you know, and you, I, I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, you've really been successful at being, and people would probably say I'm fucking wrong because you're not a hundred percent monogamous, right? You have done it, but it's, you know, you've been married 10 years, you've been with the same woman for 15 years, right? And you've done it, what, two, two or three times? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not bad. And considering it's such a pull for you, I feel like, you know, you are, you would be considered someone that is like successful at keeping this at bay, right? Because there's a lot of other people who have this kind of fetish thing going on that and I'm sure you've heard, people have heard their episodes where, you know, it's it's hard for them to not go do it, right? And they're doing it a lot behind their significant other's back, right? But you're not. I mean, I would, I personally think it would be cheating. I think like, it, like think about it, like if your wife What's cool about your wife is she knows that you're looking at this porn. She knows that you're into this. If she found it on your computer, she wouldn't be like, oh, my God, who are you, right? You were straight up with it, and I give you credit for that. A lot of people, and I'm your age, and a lot of people in our generation, you know, aren't so open with things, especially things that have to do with SEX, right? It was all on the down low for most mm-hmm. of our lives, right? It isn't until recently that it's things are more accepted. So it's super cool that you were able to be honest with your wife to a point, right? Uh, that most people can't eat, wouldn't be. Um, so I feel like, you know, you're lucky there. I believe that the question about whether that's cheating or whether, you know, some that would be something that your wife would be okay with is like, could be something that could be explored with her if you brought it up in a way that, you know, made it seem like it's just something that maybe you would be into or open to trying in the future. Does she think it's wrong? Like, well, you know, could you have, are you guys like really open with each other when you're talking and stuff? Is it something that you could bring up sort of hypothetically and just to see her take on it by any chance? Yeah, yeah, I thought about it, you know, you know, you know, maybe having that conversation where, you know, maybe she wouldn't mind doing some type of role play, you know, it's a give and take, you know, that, you know, maybe doing something for her and, you know, doing this for me kind of thing. Yeah. Um, no, but also so, like, yeah, what about her being okay with you doing it with somebody else? That's what I'm saying. I, I have, I, I'm almost too worried to have that conversation. I'm, I'm right. thinking that that might, might be just a, a bit too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I just think like, I don't know, like if I was your wife, <laughs> but I don't know. I've never been with someone for 15 years. Okay. So I really am probably talking out of my ass when I say this, but uh, you know, I just feel like after being with someone for that long, like, w- like, wouldn't it be nice to have somebody else take over a little bit of the, the you know, that part of things <laughs> like, you know, like sort of like, you know, farm the horny, the hard dick out to someone, you know, just for a little bit, like you don't want to do it. You know, I'm not into that, but just like go do that with somebody every now and then. And that just makes my life easier. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't know. That's how yeah. I would look at it. Cause it's not really that bad, but I, you know, I'm not your wife. I just, I think that, you know, yeah, maybe she wouldn't be into you going and doing it straight off the bat, but like maybe if you started to role play with her and got more into it with her and then the conversation could be like, maybe you don't like this. Would you be into like, there are places that these people do it, but there's no sex act. Like, you know, I've seen it on videos. Like, is that something, you know, you, I, you know, you just never know. Seriously. I feel like you just don't know how she would respond if you had more conversations about it. Right. Like, because I feel like a lot of women would be a lot more open about things if she, they felt like they could really trust a guy and they knew what was going on. I think the biggest problem with men and women in these kinds of situations where men want to do things is they don't really explain everything enough. They don't make the woman feel safe that they're not going to lose that. You know, this is like, they don't know what the woman is really looking for. And I think what most women would be looking for in those kinds of situations is that 
you know, is a lot of information. Women need a lot more information than men. Right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and I, you know, guys are just not wired that way. But I, I feel like, you know, if you were to have more open conversations about it and do stuff with her more down the line you could role play that she's somebody else or if she's not into it like I said you could bring up like you know there are women that do it but there is it's a strict rule that there's no sort of physical contact like would you mind if I like could you could I do that like you maybe you could come and watch me like I, you know you never know where that conversation goes over time right right but, yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, a thing to consider, and you know, you know, when they have that conversation, and uh, you know, slowly, I think it's it's a, definitely a slow, slow conversation, something that has to be done in steps wise. But uh, yeah, but if, you know, if she got she, into it or not into it, it's something that would be sort of discussed, like not at the dinner table when you know in the yeah, daytime. Yeah. You know, it's like while you're getting horny and talking about things and that in that kind of situation, do you know what I mean? And then eventually maybe it could be sort of just thrown out there, like, you know, and see where she goes with it, you know, but it has to be done in a way that she doesn't think that like, this is something that you've done before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it could be yeah, like, absolutely. oh, like, look at this. Like I found this. Like once if you could get her in to start role playing with you or she'll start videos like you could show her like, look, this is something that people can do in real life. Like, would you would I be able to do that? You know, like, in a, you have to like sort of it has to sort of seem like it comes up naturally. Right. 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 Exactly. Um, so she doesn't think, you know, cause women are very intuitive and they looking for things. At least I am like that. I would be like, Hmm, if you said it the wrong way, I'd be like, what the fuck have you been doing this all the time? You know what I mean? It can't be obvious. I had a guy on recently who, uh, said some stuff and then I don't know, I, somehow he's like emailed me like his wife found out and he wanted me to get him out. And I was just like, if you're going to be a fucking liar, like you better be a good liar because it's so obvious when people are like, and then he was like lying to me and I'm like, you're just lying to me too. Like, you know, you're going to do things, do it the right way. So it would have to be really sort of in a way that it just came up. And I feel like with you, because you're not living such a double life, right? Like, you know, it is, yeah, yeah. It, it wouldn't be hard for you to be like, Hey, like this is something that I might be, because it's like kind of true, right? Like you haven't done it in years. It's not something that you've done. So it's not like you're like hiding so many secrets when you're talking to her. You know what I mean? That you can look her in the eye and be like, sort of act as if this would be something new for you. Right. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Do you know Definitely. what I mean? I mean, it's not really, it's like, if you look at this conversation, black and white, people are like, Kathy, this is, you're ridiculous. Like he has cheated on her. He has done it. it he, how could he look her in the face? And tell him? It's like, you haven't done it in so long, right? Didn't you say it was been a couple of years? Yeah. Yeah. It's been, uh, at least three years. Right. And it's not like so, you, you're not stressed out recently or anything that you feel like you need to do it again anytime soon. Right. Am I correct? That's what you said, right? Yeah, absolutely not. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah, so if you just start, like, and I've told other guys this for other sort of fantasies that they want to, or their fetishes that they have that they want to bring into their marriage, like, is if you just keep, like, taking that urge and bringing it into your relationship with your wife and trying maybe to figure out a way for you guys to live this out with her, that will help, you know? Um, and then, like I said, if she's not into it and continues to not be into it, then maybe, you know, you somehow bring it up that this is something that you could go do like a mock sort of thing that, you know, there's no sort of sexual touch and like, would that be cheating? Like you think it is like, what does she think? You know, that kind of a way to bring it up, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. Like, how, like, what is your wife like? Is she, like, you know, is she pretty open minded? Is she really not open minded? Is she, you know, is she, how, what's her, what is she like? She's kind of like in the middle a little bit. Yeah, she's open minded to a point, you know. Um, right. She's okay yeah, with you, I, like, looking at porn. She didn't shut it down on you, right? Like, she was open to sort of checking right. it out to see that if she'd be into it, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, so there are definitely cracks there that I can try to 
you know, pry open and, and, yeah. and, and check. So it's definitely not, you know, closed all the way. So there, yeah, I guess I never thought of it that way. There's definitely opportunities where I can try to open the conversation uh, slowly in a different way and, and see where it goes from there. Yeah, or you're just going to, you know, do it every couple of years behind her back. I don't know. Like, you know, I always think that like sort of you have to like the reason why I ask, like, how do you feel after you do it? What do you think about what you do? You know, is because like I think we make up our own rules and regulations and we have our own morals and what we think is right or wrong. You know what I mean? And that's what you should live by. I think for the most part. You are a monogamous person, right? You know, and or else yeah. you'd be doing it a lot more. I mean, you know the answer. Like, if you you know that you think it's cheating, or else you'd be doing it a lot more, right? I mean, you hold back ninety nine percent of the time because you don't feel like it's right, right? Right. Exactly. So that's your answer. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. It matters mostly what you think because there's some people that would 100% not feel like it was cheating or not feel like they felt like it was a wrong thing to do and that's what they do. Does that mean that it's right? No, but that's how that person feels, you know. For you writing into me asking whether it is, I think there's some part of you that wishes that I would say no, so then maybe you could start believing that, but what you believe is what's true to you and and nobody could change that, you know? So I think that the best thing for you to do is to try to get your wife more on board, you know, and push it a little bit more because you know what? You didn't know that you, you know, pantyhose around your neck would fucking turn you on, but it did when you were in the middle of it. You, I know she's a sub, but maybe if she tried to be a dom, she'd realize she fucking likes it. Like you just don't know that. I think maybe you have to get her a little bit more into it and start sort of experimenting with her and see where that goes. All right. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I'm curious. Listen, I have never had this fetish on. I know for sure I'm going to get a ton of emails from guys, especially on YouTube. I get a lot of people on YouTube chiming in because they can put comments underneath like, oh, this is, you know, this is a fetish that I'm into too, you know, and I'm sure because listen, back in the day before there was even the internet, people were putting ads out of this kind of situation, right? Somebody realized that this is what, you know, they were probably into it and realized other guys were into it too, right? There was girls in New York City charging money for guys to come in and watch women wrestle in their fucking living rooms because there are guys that are into this right and so i know i'm gonna get a million emails uh of other guys saying oh my god like this is i'm totally into this too right uh so Mm -hmm. and there's a reddit page it's like a reddit strictly talk let's talk strictly anonymous podcast i think where people go and like talk to people you know so maybe go there but if anybody would you like to hear from people that are listening my my listeners that are into what you're into is that what you had said in the beginning i thought you had mentioned that yeah, yeah, no, that's always part of it. It's like, you know, you, you don't want to feel like you're alone. And yeah. You're the only one that has this. Yeah, know, for you, sure. Listen, the pan- uh, I have a feeling this is going to be one of those really, those ones like pantyhose that's a lot more popular than you would think, you know? And I bet you that there's a lot of crossover. I'm thinking that there's a lot of crossover between cross-dressing, pantyhose, and wrestling because I had another guy, or pantyhose and... Uh, you know, the wrestling, because I had a guy on that did the pantyhose thing and was into that. And then he started wrestling, but he was like, I think wrestling with guys, but it was like, he did get into the whole wrestling thing. That was like the only other time I've had someone talk about this, but I think it's going to be one of those things where I get a lot of emails. So I, you could either give out an email address for people to email you directly, or they could email me at strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. And then I could forward them to you. What do you feel most comfortable with? Um, I think the forwarding part would be fine for now. Okay, cool. If anyone wants to get in touch with Mark and talk about their fetish and maybe talk about whether you do it behind your wife's back, does anyone out there like ever had their wife be okay with it? Like for them going and doing it or their wife do it with them? Maybe they could give you advice on how they sort of got their wife into it, right? That would be interesting too. So if someone wants to contact you, they could email me at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. But let me know if you you ever cross that line and get hurt. Because you've never wrestled with her, right? No. No, but that would definitely be something I would not be opposed to doing. No, but you have to let her know that it's something that you want to do. 
Like that she needs, like, so that she does it for you. Do you know what I mean? Like you need to let her know that this is something that you want to do with her. And then she would do it because it's something that you want, right? Like, and you said maybe there's a trade-off, you know, but like you, I think you brought it up, you threw it out there. She was kind of open to it. But once you got the vibe that she wasn't and it wasn't going to work, you let it go, right? But somehow you have to bring it back up and let her know that this is something that you do want to do with her. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I, I think in, in listening to you talk and just talking openly now about it, I'm hearing myself convincing myself in a way that, yeah, this conversation needs to be, uh, I yeah. need to have this conversation. Yeah. And just start doing it. And like, if you're, she's the dom, like, you know, if it has to be you taking the lead and getting her to be into it, maybe just do the switch for her just to see maybe that, you know, where she's the sub and you're the dom and be, you know, just if you have to do that, even in the beginning, I know that that's not your ultimate fantasy, right? But maybe she would like that. If you start off like that, then maybe you could switch her into being the other thing for you, right? So maybe you even have to go that way. And let her be you in the situation to show her what you enjoy, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Right? So that's another way to look at it. But you're going to get even a lot more out of it when you listen to this as a third person. You'll see, you know, um, that's what happens all the time. And hopefully I'll get some people emailing with some advice on how you could sort of broach it again with your wife. But I think you need to start wrestling with her. You You do. Why not? Okay. <laughs> Seriously. All right. All right. I, I'm all in. All right. Cool. Good luck. And thanks so much for calling in. This was an interesting topic because I, like I said, I've never really had this topic on before. And I think it's probably like really super popular. So I'll keep you posted and forward you some emails when I get them. Oh, I appreciate that. All right. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for thanks calling. In. Good luck. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.